Hey friend, welcome back to the Gritty Faith Podcast. It's been a while. I've been super busy with my kids and with life because the pandemic has caused a lockdown in my country and has removed all my childcare. So it's very hard for me to get a moment to be quiet and do this podcast. But anyway, I'm glad to be back with you. And today I'm talking to you about Hmm, it's a big topic and I have, I don't know how well I would do with it, but I really want to try my best because it's on my heart and God has been speaking to me about it. So bear with me and let's just explore this together. The topic is, how do I know that I'm saved and what does a saved person look like? Um... So yeah, that's the topic. It's a huge topic and I'm just warning you, these are just my thoughts on it because it's a huge topic and very, very hard to explain. But I do believe that God wants to speak to this about to us about this. Before I start, I just want to remind you that Gritty Faith is on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and we have courses. We're about to launch journals. Um, or we have already launched Gritty Faith Journals and there's an app coming. So make sure you follow us, you sign up um, to our mailing list so you're always up to date with the resources that we have for you to grow in your faith. Okay, so here we go. I've been reading Jeremiah and if you've ever read Jeremiah, you might have been struck by how angry God is in Jeremiah. He is extremely angry and when I read it, I see God say things like, you know, I loved you, I loved you my people, I promised you these things, but I'm going to punish you because you have turned from me, you have hoard yourself out to other gods, you literally just go wherever you want to go and, and worship whoever you feel like worshiping and you literally have turned your back on me despite the fact that I have taken you out of Egypt. I took you out of captivity. I have, I have taken you to the land of milk and honey and you, you are whoring yourself out to anything, anything and everything, right? And he is angry in Jeremiah. I read chapter after chapter and all I see is an angry God who despises and hates the fact that his people have done this to him. Um, There's a verse that says, For I bring disaster from the north, a great destruction. Behold, he comes like the clouds, his chariots like the whirlwind, his horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, for we are ruined. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from evil that you may be saved. And just, you know, just chapter after chapter, chapter after chapter just talks about this. In, 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 in Jeremiah chapter 2, it says, A wild donkey used to the wilderness in her heat, sniffing the wind, who can restrain her lust? That is how he described his people. And to me... God just seems like, oh my gosh, I am done with you guys. Well, I'm not done. He says, I'm not done. This is not the end, but you are going to have it. And guess what? After this prophecy, he did, he did, he, he did what he said he would do. The Israelites were no longer 
able to enjoy the promise, but they became captive to Babylon, which they entered just decades of of um, persecution and of slavery, not slavery, but persecution and really, really, really difficult, difficult, difficult years. And, you know, stuff that we could never, never imagine. But I, I listen to that and I just think, oh my gosh, that's the God, that's my father, that's my father. And that's how angry he gets. He gets really angry. And it makes me just think again about sin and about my own sin and the things that I do in my life and, and the things that I've done in the past and how much it angers him. And I've also thought, you know, of some of the ways in which I have hoard myself out spiritually and in other ways. And, and I just think that I wonder if some of the stuff that I faced was consequences of that sin. Like not death, I don't face death because I believe in Jesus, but I just wonder, do I face consequences? So I have all these questions about, okay, this is God and God doesn't change. He's still the same God, which means he still gets just as angry at sin. But what does it mean? What, what, what's the difference now that we have Jesus? That Jesus came and died for, our, died for our sins and rose again. What's the difference now? How does God respond to our sin now? And I've done more digging because I have to encourage you that even if you've been a Christian for a while, to read the word. And if you don't really, if you can't articulate something to someone else, then you need to really dig deeper and understand what it is and doing a podcast like this and sharing on Instagram and sharing my faith and sharing the word really forces me to have to investigate things more and not just lean on my very basic understanding so my question was okay that was God or that is God God gets angry and jealous so now that Jesus died and rose for us and that when we believe in Jesus, it says when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we repent and believe and turn to him, that we are made righteous, that we have the guarantee of salvation when we believe in Jesus. So that means that God's wrath does not look the same. Our relationship with God does not look the same as it did in the Old Testament. So what does it look like what does it look like after we become saved and that led me to explore firstly does God still get angry you know and so we look into the New Testament and we say does it talk about God's wrath and yes it does talk about God's wrath Romans 2 5 it says but because of your heart and in impenitent heart you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed and in Matthew 25 46 it says and these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life and and in Romans Romans 1 18 it says for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth 
So the reality is that yes, he's still the same God. He's still the same God who despises sin. He's still the same God who really, really hates the fact that after all he's done for us, that we can turn away from him, that we could turn to other gods. And other gods are just rampant these days. Like, first of all, you have the obvious ones, the universe, the moons, the source messages, psychics, you have people who are doing yoga and trying to meditate and do all sorts of things, law of attraction, all this new age stuff. Um, people turn to sex, people turn to drugs, people turn to alcohol and partying, people, people rely on likes on social media, that is their God, social media and popularity is their God. Um, these are all gods that we whore ourselves out to our career that we put over our family or we put over god's will for us we just are workaholics that's a god that we whore ourselves the gods the, the idols are everywhere and god hates idols the first commandment was no god except me only me no idols right so so yes the new testament there are many examples of the fact that God is still God who, who is righteously angry, who is just, and his just, his perfect, perfect justice involves his wrath and the punishment of death, of sin. Sin, the punishment of sin is death. But in the New Testament, he gives us Jesus. When we turn to Jesus, when we say, I believe Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He is God. He is the only way, the truth, and the light. There is no other God besides Him. The triune God, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God. Jesus is part of the triune God. Jesus is the Son of God, part of the triune God. He has died on the cross for us. He's risen from the dead for us he has conquered death and it is only by him it is only by him not it is no one else no one else through any other path can get to heaven because he is the only lord he's the only lord he's the only way to the father he's the only way his death and resurrection and believing in what he has done for us is the only way the only way to to meet with god to have the guarantee of salvation if we truly believe that it is the only way he is the only way and we repent of our wicked ways and repent of our sin and we turn to him then we are saved the bible says that it says that when we are saved we get the holy spirit as a guarantee it's like when you try to buy a house you put a deposit the holy spirit is a deposit it says the holy spirit is a deposit which is a guarantee of our salvation a guarantee of eternal life so that means that how do we know if we are saved because if we are saved then that means that the anger of god is not against us in the same way we we, we will not face death as 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 the punishment for sin we will have eternal life and also we are his children which means that we have access to his inheritance when we enter heaven right but how do we know that we are saved we know that we are saved because there's the evidence of the deposit of the holy spirit what does that mean well let's um 
So the evidence of the Holy Spirit. We've seen that the Holy Spirit in the Bible, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, self-control, um, gentleness, kindness, generosity, love, um, long-suffering. These are the fruit, right? The fruit. You will see the fruit of a person transformed. You will never, no one has, has ever believed in Jesus, truly believed in Jesus and not been transformed not been called out of their old life into a new life not anybody who believes in jesus is and will be because the holy spirit is in them because of the holy spirit power to transform because when you believe genuinely the holy spirit is a deposit and the holy spirit is within you and the holy spirit will begin to convict you and transform you and lead you into sanctification and purification so knowing that now that you have the assurance of salvation by knowing that the holy spirit is in you that god that you, that you that that you are led you have a desire to obey god right the holy spirit will always give you a desire to obey god the holy spirit is who allows you to read the word and enjoy it and learn from it and listen to it and obey it the holy spirit leads you in a closer intimate relationship with jesus the holy spirit will always lead you to righteousness right and if you have that if you have a desire to turn away from your life if you if you have a desire even if it's hard even if you feel like sometimes you go back and forth if you have that desire and you you have the leading of the holy spirit then you have the assurance that you indeed are saved okay but hear this there's no but with salvation if you are saved you are saved right but there in 1 John 3 9 it says no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God so if you are saved and you have that assurance of salvation right um and you read this and it says no one born of God makes a practice of sinning you might ask yourself why then do I keep sinning? Why do I keep falling into sin? Well, that is an important question to ask. If you have, if you have the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, don't do it. You need to walk away. You need to stop. This is not God's way. This is not God's way. This is not God's way. And you repeatedly rebuke the Holy Spirit. Um, then, you know, then, then the Bible talks about the fact that you will lose some of your inheritance if you believe in Jesus you you might not lose your salvation so you'll have eternity but you will lose your inheritance but truly 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 if you have the holy spirit and the holy spirit will and the holy spirit lives in you the holy spirit will continually convict you of that sin and why 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 when you've met with jesus when you've encountered him when you've given his your life to him when you know how good he is when you know how good god is why 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 stay in sin why not say yes to the holy spirit say yes to the holy spirit because that because because you are born of god you are god's and he calls you to do his way and you always remain in turmoil if you don't do it his way.
the only there are only two ways the only two ways to do it his way or to not do it his way right but god has so much for his children he has a desire to give you the fullness of his love mature you to make you fruitful to make you prosper right um actually at the end jesus talks in matthew when he talks in matthew 25:46 um about say which says these will go away into eternal punishment that the righteous into eternal life actually that is talking about the end of time tribulation when some believers would have been raptured already the overcomers the ones who truly devoted themselves to Jesus but some will be around you in the tribulation and that verse is talking about the fact that during tribulation your faith will truly 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 be tested and it will be tested to see if it is truly saving faith because it is by faith that we are saved and that we are made righteous by faith and that faith comes not just because he died for us Jesus died for us and forgave our sins because we believe that he is our lord he is our lord and that he came he came here on this earth for us for us to carry the weight and burden of our sin to carry the punishment of death because he wants us to know him because he wants us to enjoy what he always planned for us to enjoy right so i just say i just i, I i'm doing this because i want to encourage you if you are backsliding or if you are lukewarm um just think about this okay think about this number 1 god is your father and he is perfect and your life is meant to glorify him not yourself anytime you choose to glorify yourself or to follow your flesh instead of god you are hurting yourself you are you are removing you are letting go of your of some of your inheritance you are you know you if you if you don't believe in jesus yet then you are choosing the path of destruction you're choosing the wrong side of god of god you're just choosing the wrong side of god because ultimately those who are not saved will face death that is god's just way he is absolutely perfectly just right number 2 number 2 if you are saved and the holy spirit is in you it will be convicting you right now that one you are lukewarm that two you need to do better that three you need to repent and turn away from your sin because it will will hinder you it will stop you it will limit you your sin will your sin sin is no good for you it's like eating fast food all the time leads to poor health your poor your spiritual health is poor your relationship with god is poor you're losing some of your inheritance right don't say no to the holy spirit anymore because God has not just called you to accept him but to make him your master to make him your master to pursue righteousness so that you don't just get into heaven but you experience the fullness of God 
you experience the fullness of God and the fullness of his promise because it's the same God that we serve that was in the Old Testament, the same God who is your father and he disciplines you and he disciplines you and he convicts you because he loves you, because he knows what he has for you and because he knows what he made you for and he knows you, he knows what he wants of you and he knows how you are meant to glorify him and that you are meant to, meant to share in his glory right so so the good news is that when you're saved and you know the holy spirit is within you the holy spirit convicts you you have the assurance of eternal life which is incredible incredible news but going beyond that knowing that our god hates sin now as well that he that it angered him so much that he really really does not like when you choose other idols over him and the fact that you have him living inside of you and that it says those who are born of him do not go on sinning it is time for you to 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 really repent turn back to him don't be lukewarm no get to know your father obey him love him serve him glorify him with your life because if you truly believe that jesus is your lord then you also believe that every good thing that he has for you only comes from him and nothing else matters besides your relationship with him and your obedience to him and that when you are obedient to him when you do turn away from your sin all good things will come to you you will have the favor of heaven the favor of the creator of the universe and he will lavish you with his love it is time to move beyond to respond to the holy spirit if you haven't believed in jesus reach out to me and I could help to lead you towards accepting Jesus into your heart, believing in him as your Lord and Savior and growing in your faith. I would love to walk with you and journey with you in that. It is a hard step to take, but it is the best thing you will ever do. If you are lukewarm and you're struggling to listen to, to the convictions of the Holy Spirit, reach out as well and I will pray for you. I know that Jesus is your advocate. You just need to pray to him and ask him. He's the author and perfecter of your faith. And there is more to your life than this. I would love to talk to you more. I have a course that I do almost every month where we go deeper and we really figure out what it means to follow Christ and build up the courage to do so. And as I mentioned, I have a lot of other resources coming out. So please go on to grittyfaith.co, join the mailing list and keep updated as to what's coming out next. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. Please um, subscribe, rate, rate the podcast if you liked it and please share with your friends if you found it helpful. Um, yes, I will talk to you soon and always I'm on Instagram 
in the DMs. I love having conversations about Jesus. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Thank you.